Welcome to Best Friend Simulator, a quality hangout in podcast form with your simulated best friends, Josh and Dennis. You know, you asked me right before we started, Josh, if I was feeling better. Hi, I'm Dennis. Hi, I'm Josh. Welcome to Best Friend Simulator. You asked me if I was feeling good, and I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. I wasn't feeling good the other day though, when I uh, I saw someone we know who I'll tell you later. I saw them across the street. I haven't. I don't see them very often, but I saw them across the street. Okay. From from your home? Oh no, I was uh, I was waiting on the. Uh, I was in a random part of the city that I'm not usually in, and right. I was waiting for the bus. So I saw this person across the street, and I'm fairly certain they made eye contact with me. It's an old acquaintance, and I'm pretty sure they crossed the other side of the street and then crossed the other side of the street <laughs> so that they would not have to walk past me. And they did not uh. acknowledge me. So, now, I'm thinking about this person, and the last time I saw them, they were a little curt with me. And then I thought about our history together. I have busted this person's chops a lot to their face. And I think it's partially because I didn't respect them. And partially because I like to have fun with people. And partially because I don't respect myself. So anyway, (laughs) I think my question that I'm posing to you is... Do people think I'm an asshole? Well. Oh, shit. I don't think so. You had to think about that. I I think you are generally regarded as a good time guy. See, but I think you're right. But I think there's a problem with that. I think then people don't think that I can be taken, or people don't take me seriously. And then some people don't like the good times. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily equate to you being an asshole. I don't know, though. I have busted a lot of chops. You are a chop buster, but you've never been, like, super mean about it. See, I didn't Except think for, so. Like, to me. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> look. Can we be honest? You've... No. Okay. I've had no Lie to me. I've had no reason to bust your chops. I'm just insecure. <laughs> <laughs> we we've when we were younger, I think, and more insecure, I think we were a little meaner to each other. And you have frustrated me at times. Of course. But I think we frustrated each other. Yeah, I think having a best friend right. for decades you're gonna get frustrated with people that's how it works especially when they're real pieces of work like us yeah especially when you're real piece of shit no sorry this is why people don't like me oh man (laughs) so are you gonna tell me who this person was? yeah i'll tell you later do you want me do you want me to just say it and you'll bleep it out yeah you have to ah okay but you can see how he probably would not care for me yeah yeah, I made fun a lot of, of that person a lot. But I think, uh, you know, but I don't know. I didn't No, I don't think I made fun of him to his face. I think I just, like, messed with him. But maybe I don't think you don't, so. I don't think people like that as much as I do. You also have to think that... So, so one of the lessons I've had to learn, I think, dealing with my own depression over the years, I, I've come up with a handful of sayings that I have to repeat to myself. And uh, one of them that I I really like a lot is, you're not psychic. Oh, absolutely. So, your brain fills in the gaps Mm -hmm. and reads into what happens with people. It could just be social anxiety. Like, oh, I don't know how to talk to a person today. I fucking do that. I've definitely, definitely, definitely seen, like, somebody that I know in a store and be like, "Uh, I don't want to talk. But, so, and... and Yes, I totally agree with you. I'm not psychic. Uh, I usually try to make my... I try to pose my questions to other people after acquiring some information. So, you know, 
this is it was after acquiring some information because there's there have been many people in my life that have just kind of left me yeah but that's the natural consequence of getting older but they wouldn't leave me if i wasn't an asshole that's not true people leave all the time man me they leave me all the time this is about me yeah and i'm trying to say it's not just you no this is all about me fine people leave you all the time i knew it because you you're getting old why didn't you tell me i've tried to tell you all these years hey dennis i'm leaving you we're (laughs) oh not again it's gonna be a six and a half minute long final episode oh we didn't even make it to episode 10 (laughs) oh it's the curse 10 is the kiss of death (laughs) where are you going i I think i'm gonna go to transylvania i've (laughs) like legit though i i have the halloween post halloween blues right now oh it's always this time of year is always kind of hard for me because i get so excited about halloween and now it's done. Have you considered listening to our Halloween episode again? I, I've done that. I probably won't listen to it again. Makes sense. I spent a really long time putting that one together, so... Yeah. It, that's a good segue. Because I want to say something. And you're not going to take me seriously, but I'm going to say it anyway. Lay it on me. Uh, you know what? No, no. I'm not going to address this to you. I'm going to address okay. this to the audience. 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 Oh, there you go. Audience. I just want to say, we started this podcast as two amateurs, amateur jackasses. Uh, I just show up with some notes and some hilarious observations about the world around me. Uh, But Josh puts most of the work into this, and he has really pulled it together and learned a lot in a short period of time. He is doing all the editing and cranking the shit out, and I'm really proud of him. I just want to say that. Oh, shucks. Because yeah. if I would have just said this to you, you'd have thought I was fucking with you, but I'm saying it to the audience. Okay. Well, hey, Dennis. What up? Audi- audience accepts. Ah. Wait. That's why we don't have any listeners, because you're the only listener. Maybe. Are you even posting these? God damn it. Aww. I knew I should have trusted you. <laughs> also, I the, the our, our listeners at home... Didn't notice this, but do you notice I was kind of doing some Santa Claus gestures there? I feel like I got really Santa Clausy. Wait, what was what's a Santa Claus gesture? <laughs> like a <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna let that go. You do a lot of weird shit. Maybe if, maybe the the post Halloween blues are over. If people, uh... okay, first of all, if my microphone goes flying, it's because I got a new setup. Second of all, if uh, people saw the things that we the the visuals, um, they would know that we were not well. Yeah, this is not meant for video. Yeah, no. This is a, a strictly oral medium. Especially after you shaved with your doughy face. Damn it, Dennis. <laughs> I'm only I'm saying just that... complaining about that. I'm only saying that because you said it. I don't think your face is doughy. Come on, of the two of us, I'm the, I have the doughy face. Look at this thing. Look how big it gets when I blow my cheeks up. <laughs> See? <laughs> Satchmo. See? It's gigantic. We really took a step up here, Josh. We went from having these like crappy mics on stands to just taking the mics and putting them on like radio booms. We went from having headset mics. <gasps> that is Initially, right. if you'll remember. Josh, that was like nine episodes ago. Who remembers? Josh. Are you Hi. are you remembering? No, I was thinking about that commercial that was around maybe like <laughs> ten, fifteen years ago where the shitty kids were saying, this is junior high. <laughs> That's my favorite commercial. I hate those fucking what kids. What was it about? Pizza or drugs? Wait, wasn't Some it about garbage. applesauce? It might have been. Wasn't it about, like, the, got the mots? <laughs> <sighs> Audience. We're doing a great job. I can't <laughs> remember anything. If you tell me anything, I gotta write it down in a phone. I don't know anyone's phone numbers off the top of my head, except for Josh's high school phone number, which he hasn't lived in that house in a very long time. Very long time. And maybe my grandfather's phone number, and he's dead. R.I.P. But I do remember Mott's commercials from the late, mid to late 90s. Well, I think we 
for some reason, that was the thing we used to say to each other a lot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Got the mots. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you something, Josh? Is it that we're idiots? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, we're idiots. Um, <laughs> we shouldn't be held as examples for any way of living. This is mostly true. Well, yeah. We're pretty righteous bros, but uh, other than that. Do you don't call your, you don't normally call yourself a righteous bro? Uh, let me think here. I don't think I've ever called myself a righteous bro before. Me neither. It was a test. You passed. I call myself a solid uh? snake. No, you don't. Yeah, that's what I've been doing out here in Seattle, you know. You've, wait, wait what? What have you been doing? Um, I'm solid snake to all of them. Like. They think I'm a part of a. Uh, here we go. The Metal Gear project. Oh, Jesus Christ. Was, I haven't actually played those games in like 15 years, so I don't really know the story. I should have... Yeah. Damn it! Yeah, let's quit while we're ahead. Should have done my homework. <laughs> yeah. So, a very special week happening here. Home alone. Ooh, okay. My partner has decided to go on vacation by herself to Europe, which is, hey, you know, you, you go. You do your thing. You gotta do you. So now I'm by myself. It's been about 48 hours. Uh, I can feel things starting to fall apart. But I washed today, and that was important. That's very important. I let that shit slide when Jamie's out of town. That's not so good. I get real weird. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I just I realized I just need some... I'm not good with uh, carte blanche. Like, just unstructured? Yeah, no, I'm not good time. with that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's no bueno. Because then I'm just like, oh, shit, I could do whatever the hell I want to do. Yeah. And then I'm just on the couch saying, like, I should just do something. I can do anything. I can do anything. Literally. What am I going to do? I guess I'm just sitting on this couch. Yeah. For me, that that freedom translates into me being awake at midnight on a work night, eating a can of lightly rewarmed refried beans with tortilla chips and watching YouTube videos about cryptids. From the can? I put it into a bowl before okay. I microwave right. it for one minute. Oof, buddy. <laughs> but I didn't, you know, I thought we always had more stuff going on. What's wrong with us? Well, I can't have a structure that generated by myself. That That's just not a thing that works for me. Generated by yourself. Yeah. I, I slot nicely into other people's structures. So okay. that's one of the things about Jamie that works really well is that she goes to bed and I say, oh, I should probably go to bed too. She mm. wants to eat dinner, and I say, yeah, I should probably eat dinner now. Oh, buddy. I'm not that bad. I'm, I'm, I'm bad, man. You're a real mess. I am. <laughs> Josh just shrugged and threw his hands up in the air. Um, it was a because Santa Claus-like shrug. Apparently, he thinks that everybody can read these gestures. <laughs> Stop doing that. That's, the, that's an, either the gesture for don't tell anybody I'm Santa Claus, or I just did cocaine. Cocaine Santa Claus. <laughs> Not the same thing. But I will say this. When Alexis is away and I drive in my car, I get to listen to a lot more of The Bridge, which is the serious satellite radio station, and their tagline is, it's the lighter side of classic rock. Yeah, it's good shit. You got your uh, Christopher Crosses. Ooh. You got your Steely Dans. So yes. much Steely Dan. A lot of uh, Cat Stevens, James Taylor. They love Fleetwood Mac, so do I. We have a lot in common. It's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. It's a good ride. It's real smooth. Uh, I think you'd like it. I don't know that I could fuck with this. How do you feel about the Doobie Brothers? Josh, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about the Doobie Brothers? Their appearance on What's Happening was Dude, classic. Rerun almost got away with it. He dropped the tape recorder. They stopped the concert. Did Michael McDonald call him out? I think so. I've been doing my Michael McDonald impression a lot lately. It makes a lot of sense for 2017. In D&D yesterday, our entire group stopped to look at pictures of Bob Seger for five minutes. Yo, he was a handsome dude. He was. They don't play a lot of... No, they'll play a little like Against the Wind, like a rock. You know, you like those songs. Dad songs. They'll play Crosby, Stills, and... No, they'll play Crosby, Stills, and Nash, but like the 80s shit. Mmm... The good shit. None of that heavy metal influences of Neil Young. Just the smooth folk rock stylings of three sweet bros. Uh, 
It sounds like World War Three has broken what? out. No, I don't hear anything. Like my friend Dave said when we were driving in his very old car and something definitely broke inside of the car. I says, Dave, what's that? He turns to me and he says, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> That's how it goes. He said one day he was driving that car and the steering wheel and the steering just didn't work. And then it worked again. Yeah, it fixed itself. And he just kept driving it for like another year. <laughs> That's what you do when you have an old piece of shit car and no money to get a new one. You just pretty much cross your fingers and hope that it fixes itself. So wait, what kind of music are you listening to when Jamie's not around? I don't know. I feel like I listen to the really weird podcasts that I like, like out loud, whereas mm. sometimes I feel like I need to put my headphones on for those. Okay. You know, like the erotica podcasts that I'm really into. I'm sorry? Huh? What's up? What? Just like sexy stories? Yeah, like sexy D&D erotica. Okay. Like, like butts the podcast no D D. oh sorry Dummy. sorry I, my i was what's like, a sexy like hobbit butts the podcast oh shit I'm, uh. I'm sorry halfling butts the podcast now we can share everything if you have sex with the hobbit no never mind let's not go down that route all right <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wowie, wow, wow. So, Steely Dan. Got some, <laughs> Josh has some questions that I can't answer. Or can I? You, come on, you can, you, it's, you'd like a little Steely Dan. I don't, I'm sorry. Come on, Ricky, don't lose that number. I just can't get into it. There's something really, I don't know, that makes me think of like. A little dirty work? Uncle smoking weed when I was a little yeah, kid. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's just not my scene. Dog, we're uncles smoking weed, huh? I'm more into like my dad coming home from work and drinking a six pack in his truck and blasting Ohio by CSNY. Like that's more my yeah. my my corner that's, of classic rock. N- nah, that's too hard rock. No, <laughs> sometimes you just gotta kick back, smoke a dube, and just fucking relax, man. Just re- relax. You know, my aunt and uncle kept their weed in a. A backgammon set? Yeah, nobody plays backgammon. So I, I felt like, as a kid, backgammon was just strictly for adults, and kids couldn't play it. Well, we all know backgammon's a gateway game. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, crack myself up. I'll be here all night, or like at least another half hour. But there, oh, I forgot what song I was listening to. Oh man, I probably should have wrote it down. But it was a sweet Steely Dan song that had a, a that had a, a real sexy sax solo, and then I just sang to it, sexy sax, sexy sax, sexy sax, sexy sax. I do a lot of that when I drive by myself. It's pretty fun. Hey, you gotta sing. Life's pretty sweet. I wasn't even high. Are you sure? <laughs> no way, man. I'm never sure. Were you playing a little backgammon beforehand? if you know what i'm saying (sighs) let's move past this we're not gonna agree what else do you do when you're alone (laughs) age sex location what how many times how many times what no come on no when i'm alone um real real talk i catch up on a lot of tv because there's a lot of disagreement about that okay how many times though no, it's not any more or less than... Pe- it doesn't increase? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm old, man. Come on. I can't. Once a day is all I need. Okay. I'm not trying to fucking win a race here or anything. I'm just trying to feel alive, you know? Oh, just the... just Look, just the one time gets my heartbeat enough to make me feel alive. That's all I need. <laughs> the rest of the day, I just run, run up and down the stairs. And that really gets the heart pumping. Then I feel alive and kind of dead. Wait, is that a thing you do when you're alone? You just run up and down the stairs over and over? No, but it just gets my heart beating really fast. That'd be cool. To the point where I feel alive and about to pass out. That's probably okay, right? You okay? No. You seem real lost. I feel real weird today. What's going on? Talk to me. It's the post-Halloween blues, buddy. 
Aw, come on. Don't be lost. This is the this podcast is the anchor to keep you anchored. The pumpkins are rotten. The candy bowl's empty. It's like a weird poem. The ghost is back in his crypt. Oh. Uh, is that how ghosts work? They have crypts? The ghoul has done all the scares. <sighs> the ghoul has done all his <laughs> scares. By Josh. Joshinson. The werewolf What's gonna shaved all his hair. No, that's not how it, it works. rhymes. What's though. Gonna, what's going to cheer you up? What's going to get you back in 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 business, so to speak? Uh, pumpkin pie. All right, there you go, little pumpkin pie, huh? I like pumpkin pie. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anything else? Uh, what else do you like? You know what? Let's just uh, let's just go through a list of things you like. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Pumpkin pie, ghouls. I like a nice okay. a nice Christmas ghoul. A Christmas ghoul. Yeah. I thought we were gonna have a serious sharing sex- session here. Sex? You said no. <laughs> a sharing session, not sex. What's wrong with you? Is are they are the gremlins kind of Christmas ghouls? Yes. Okay. That's pretty cool, then. <laughs> that is pretty cool. So, so far, you like <laughs> pumpkin pie <laughs> and Christmas ghouls. Yeah. You got anything else? Uh, I don't know, man. It's looking pretty pretty bleak. So, let's pause for a second. Okay. So the podcast is supposed to be you and I talking to each other about shit. <laughs> okay. But I ask you what you like, which if this was a radio <laughs> show would be like the most like throwaway topic that we could just talk about for hours. And you give me two fucking things to work with. They're pretty- Pumpkin pie and Christmas ghouls that you think might be gremlins. I mean, those are pretty top of the line choices there, though. If this was improv, you're not yes ending. I just, I handed you a lot of material there. Yeah, and I just took it and I made it better. Christmas ghouls. I'm gonna get a Christmas ghoul to go after you. Ooh, now that sounds exciting. See, I know what you want for Christmas. Yeah. And it's gonna be holding a piece of pumpkin pie. So I'm usually alone for the holidays. Jamie goes out and visits her, her family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I usually stick around here because of work or I just don't have the money to fly somewhere on Christmas. So I, I get pretty weird, but I do actually really like my solo Christmas ritual, um, which I started doing, I think, in Philly years back. I had a couple of Christmases where I was alone in a row and it was a really dark time in my life. And there was one time where I spent Christmas Eve by myself uh, sleeping on the bench seat of a, of a van that we kept in our living room with a blanket on me watching Salem's Lot. And it was just really gnarly. And, mm. and I think after that, I was like, wait a second, I need to actually make this into something better. Like I need, you know, my own traditions and stuff. Yeah. So I do actually look forward to that now. You know, we, we have a, a tradition, I think we mentioned earlier on the podcast, where we get together and watch blues brothers mm-hmm. we would go eat chinese food somewhere and then go watch blues brothers and we, we've yep. done it a little bit here remotely yeah i think we did it on the internet once or twice i think twice it's a great movie it's a solid movie it's an american classic and i i tend to watch uh surprise surprise horror movies around that time sure get to the season. pretty into it well there's that you know english tradition of telling ghost stories around the holidays. Hmm. I didn't know that. The author M.R. James did a lot of that with his spooky tales. Mm-hmm. So I think I like to tap into that. So yeah, I, I do have that to look forward to. I like that business. Okay. I'm not going to take that from you. And I'm getting a special visitor. Who's coming to see you? Dracula! Oh, Jesus. No, I'm kidding. Is that going to help you? Is that going to help you uh, get uh, uh, stave off 
Dog. The uh, dog. Halloween blues. What? If I went to pick you up from the airport and you had a full-on Dracula outfit on, dog. I wouldn't have the Halloween blues ever again. All I would have to do is but, think of you dressed up as Dracula. I think of you you're... flying here as Dracula. <laughs> that would be great, but you're the Dracula. Yeah, but come on. Hmm. We'll see. Work with me here. That'd be awkward. It would be basically some Make-A-Wish Foundation shit. Okay, if you <laughs> can prove to me that you're dying, I will make that happen. Okay. Oh, well, here we go. I'll start poisoning myself. <laughs> I was going to suggest that you're going to find some shady doctor who would sign something, but no, if you want to be that legit, then I say go for it. No, I'm just going to start putting some chemicals in my coffee every morning, so I slowly we'll waste just, away. Well, just wait till I get there. I'll do it for you. Ah, great. You're going to suck my blood? What'd you say? You're going <laughs> to... Um, I'm... Yeah, so... I'm thinking now about what would happen if I picked you up from the airport and you were dressed as Dracula, but, like, kept in character the whole time. The whole time I was there? Yeah, as Dracula. Let's go see the space needle. Needle sharp like my fangs. Wait, who's Dracula now? See, you're, now you're trying to steal the character back. No, I was just working with you on that. I'm giving you some, some material. Gonna, oh, two Draculas Ooh. hanging out in Seattle. It's like two princes, but two Draculas. Yeah. Huh? The, just like two princes. The, by the spin, Draculas. You're going to cut that out, right? Bush League fucking bullshit <laughs> well cat's out of the bag now i'm planning to go see you in seattle which means that we might record one of these podcasts actually in the same room yeah how exciting it'll be pretty cool probably actually weird why would it be weird you don't want me to come now you're a lot louder than me i'm oh. <sighs> no it's just i'm loud because i have big lungs it's just the nature of your voice and demeanor. I'm a, a mumble mouth, and you're a loud, boisterous fellow. If you're intending these to be compliments, that's not how I'm hearing them. Well, I called you boisterous. There's like a... That's not... There's a certain a gleefulness in boisterous. Uh, boisterous is typically Look, not, a negative. I'm not saying you're a loud piece of shit or anything. See, that's what I just heard. That's what I heard. Well, you're hearing wrong. Again, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier about you. You're not psychic. Stop it. I know things, though, that nobody else knows. (laughs) 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 Well, here's what we'll do. I'll come visit you. Dressed as Dracula. Dressed as Dracula. And we'll record the podcast, but I'll sit in another room, so it's almost like I'm not there. Ooh. No, I think it'll be fun recording with you here, side by side. Yeah, I'm definitely getting that vibe that you're really excited about it. <sighs> Gonna have to edit that. No, I don't want you to. That was... I want the audience to hear how long my sighs are when I talk to you. That was a boisterous sigh. <laughs> I told you, I got big lungs. I try to get as much air in as I can all day long. By running up and down the stairs. Dracula's probably like a quiet guy, isn't he? A little more on the quiet side? Uh, sure. You know what I like? I like an action Dracula. <laughs> What's that mean? What is happening? Like a Dracula... Like the Monster Squad Dracula is kind of a an action Dracula. He's fucking driving around, throwing dynamite, smacking people. Uh, yeah. Do you think... Like, he really needs dynamite? Eh. I mean, it was cool as shit to see Dracula throwing a stick of dynamite, blowing up cops. What about a Dracula with guns? Now that I could get into. Gun Dracula. Mm-hmm. The the Christopher Lee Dracula from the, the horror movie, or the Hammer films, he was kind of an action Dracula, too. He'd, he'd get in there and, like, get into some fisticuffs. What else can you kind of get into? Christmas ghouls? <laughs> Alright, <laughs> moving on. Anyway, we'll talk more about uh, <laughs> our get-together around the holidays when we get closer. Discuss it. Because we're, 
What? We might. We, maybe we'll have a special segment where we go visit Mel's hole, or where I throw Josh into the ocean. That wouldn't be as fun, though. We got some ideas. I think we're going to do that segment where we just go out for a night on the town, as we usually do when we hang out together, and record it. I think that'd be good. Just recording you know how, our commentary. Yeah. yeah, you know how we usually go out for a night on the town. Yeah, we go paint the town red. We throw six sheets to the wind. What? <laughs> That's... <laughs> oh, buddy, you don't even know the sayings. Of cool people. Is that, what am I trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> Those cool it's people. When somebody's <laughs> when <laughs> when somebody's drunk, they're three sheets to the wind. I think. Yeah, we're gonna throw six because it's two of us. You don't. Th- no, no, hold on. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, first of all, you don't, you're not throwing any sheets. That's no. That's how fucked up we're gonna get. Is we're, we're gonna, gonna throw the sheets. Yeah, we're gonna have six sheets total. And we're just gonna fucking throw them right into the wind. Into the wind. Yeah. Great. And they f- I can't fly wait. back at us, and then we look like ghosts. <laughs> You've been thinking about this a lot, haven't you? Creepy post Christmas ghosts. Oh, uh, PCGs. Post Christmas ghosts. CPCGs. Creepy post Christmas ghosts. Compared to the other kind. You could have, like, a nice Christmas ghost. What was that? Whoa. That was a register that you never hit before. They hit my falsetto with that. I loved it. Yeah, the, the, the ghost of Christmas present. Is that the one I'm thinking of? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're thinking you of. You know, Dickens, Scrooge. Yeah, Dickens, Scrooge, I gotcha. Wasn't that a nice one? She was, like, a nice lady. <sighs> no. In the Dickens one? There was a lady. It was the Christmas. Oh man, what are we talking about? Are we really talking about Charles Dickens? <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> anyway, I think it's time. Yes. So time. Do do we have a a segment like uh intro to this? I, we might. It, sh- uh, it should just be you saying the segment and then sounding like you're falling into a hole. Well, now you're ruining the segment. Oh, no! We have a little something. So I called it something different last episode, but strike that from your mind and re- replace it with this. Mail. We actually got mail. Like, actual, actual, literal yeah. letter, paper, mail. And I, paper. I mentioned last episode that it was from uh, Mr. Gary Lipson. Josh, I, I'm no detective, but I have a feeling that it's not really from Gary Lipson. No, it's from Gary Lipson. Oh, Lipson. Yeah, so it's not the Gary Lipson, the owner of Lipson, who, if he would probably send us a letter cursing us out because we didn't go with his service for this. Or a cease and desist. That too. Thanks, everybody at Podbean. Jomo Podbean. What? Hey, you guys like uh, podcasts? That's the sound to you real good. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> anyway, so we got this letter from uh, Mr. <laughs> Gary Lipson. Uh, he, he sent us a couple of emails, too. And guys, this letter came to us from the future. How do you know? Because it says, urgent warning from the future. And the future is circling. Okay. <laughs> so you know because you read it. Yes. And I trust that implicitly. Okay, go ahead. Please read it. Uh, Well, I I won't read the whole thing. It looks like there are some issues. uh, Maybe the message... There's some corruption in the message, let's say. But yeah, basically, Gary Lipson is telling us that advancements in cyborg technology have accelerated beyond all measure. Robotic cloaca have now become the norm. Sexual reproduction no longer relevant. Upon death, subjects are re-sleeved into cyborg shells. Due to the hybridization of the cloaca interface, sexual and excretory organs have been merged. As a result, cyborgs no longer limited to just mouth stuff. So, basically what you're saying is, eventually the only audience we attract are just real wingnuts. Or people from the future who wanted to come back to tell us that crime is rampant and that robocops are unable to perform judicial maintenance they're just super into their cloacas okay i guess it's good to know so we gotta we gotta do what we can we gotta call on the best friend simulator maniacs yeah to get in there infiltrate 
robot cloaca studies what? and disrupt it. Are you okay? Probably. <laughs> Good answer. We we can't let this happen, guys. This is important. Yeah. Yeah, this is a mission for all you maniacs out there. Our future is going to be a holocaust of robots with cloacas. Do you want that? And we know this because someone sent us a typewritten letter yes. from the future. Yes. I have a question. Okay. What do you think would be easier to send from the future? Future. What would be easier to send from the future? What is that voice? Uh, I don't know. I just said future really weird, and so I decided to go with it. This is like a, a big baby. That's me. Adult big, baby. Adult baby. What do you think would be easier to send from the future? A paper letter or an email? Um, I think we can address this question in Josh's temporal travels. Yo. Now that's what we call a professional segue. That was a good segue. And And the answer is a dude. Is this... This isn't Josh's uh, Paranormal Portal. It's a new one. This is a different segment? No, it's... It's an umbrella that covers... I like to modify it to suit my needs. What do you need today? Let me know. What do I need? Yeah. I'm real into that idea of a Christmas school now. (laughs) It's just really... Oh, man. Just really really in there. Stuck with the Christmas school. So basically just the one gremlin that is wearing the Santa Claus hat. I guess. Although I think my imagination is now taking it in different directions. I'm picturing Uh, a Christmas school being a little more smooth. What? We'll talk about it around the holidays. Do we have to? Yes, while you're here, Man. it'll be the, we'll have the Christmas ghoul special. Uh, I'm only gonna be staying at your house for like a night or two. Is it because you would rather it be like non-denominational, so like a, a holiday ghoul special? We could do that. Okay. Okay, holiday ghouls. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I wanted to talk about another one of my favorite internet weirdo. Not really conspiracy theory, just internet high strangeness, let's say. This is the story of John Titor. Titor? Titor. Titor. Yeah, I probably should have... I don't know how do you say his name. Been... I don't know why no, I let's, let's, you. let's go with Titor. That, that seems right. This dude is allegedly a time traveler. Um, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet something. I know nothing about John Titor, okay. but I'm going to bet you something a fact okay okay only on me he alleges that he is a time traveler yes well there's Ah. a lot of people who defend they they, they're very convinced that he's a time traveler okay okay so let's get into it uh again this one starts with coast to coast am with art bell in 1998 art received two faxes from Someone uh, talking about how they're a traveler from the year 2036 and all this stuff. But there were just two things that got talked about on the show. And it didn't really kick in for another two years when John Teeter began posting on the Time Travel Institute forums. He initially cropped up with, I I see you have a question. We'll get to that in a second. No, 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 no. I I was just going to say, of course, there's a Time Travel Institute. Of course. He had the username time travel underscore zero initially, but then in 2001, he started posting on the Art Bell BBS forums bulletin board system, for those of you who remember old internet, using his real name. Yeah, so he claimed to be a military time traveler. He was sent here from 2036. He, I think, used as his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? His avatar was his military symbol, which I have down in the notes here if you want to take a look at that dennis mm, i'm going to <laughs> what no so That's that was a military symbol that was his his military symbol yeah he initially started posting specifically about time travel how it works uh the things you need to make a time machine but then people began asking him questions and the thing that is really interesting about this guy and the, the what differentiates him from just other people bullshitting on the internet was how in-depth this went this guy or these guys 
whoever was behind it really did a lot of homework on it and made a pretty compelling argument. There are definitely some very fatal flaws in it, but it, it it's a pretty robust idea, which is pretty cool. So he claimed he was sent back to 1975 at first to retrieve an IBM 5100 computer, which is one of the earliest portable computers. This computer was special because it had a hidden function allowing it to emulate other programs, even ones created for larger, more powerful computers that made it ideal for debugging. And then there's some technical stuff. In 2038, there's supposed to be a problem uh, related to Unix-based systems that's similar to Y2K. It's not the same thing. So basically, systems coded in Unix cannot encode times after 31407 on the 19th of January, 2038. And Teeter said that his world, I'll, I'll get a little bit more into the history of his world, but basically American society was destroyed and rebuilt. So a lot of the the programs running a lot of the things are working off of these older Unix-based systems. So he was handpicked for this mission because his grandfather was involved in the creation of the computer. But then he stopped over in the year 2000 to collect some pictures lost in the future civil war that happens and to visit some family. He also had some things he wanted to warn people about. There was the the Kreutzfeldt-Jacob disease, which is like a brain disease. It's always fatal, apparently. That he was he said it was going to spread through tainted beef, and he also wanted to warn people of the impending civil war, uh, which was supposed to start in 2004 with civil unrest surrounding the presidential election. The conflict, which had to do with order and rights, eventually leads to a Waco-type event every month that escalates in intensity. The United States splits into five different regions because of the war, and he said that this lasts for about 10 years, and he, he almost characterized it as country people fighting city people. Something along those lines. And okay. he, he said it was ended, basically, by intervention from Russia, who, on what he refers to as end day, nuked the United States, some of the major cities, including Washington, D.C., and for some reason, Jacksonville, Florida, which is interesting because he claims to be from Florida. Afterwards, Omaha, Nebraska becomes the new capital. He describes life in 2036. I'll just read his quote directly here. In 2036, I live in central Florida with my family, and I'm currently stationed at an army base in Tampa. A world war in 2015 killed nearly 3 billion people. The people that survived grew closer together. Life is centered on the family and then the community. I cannot imagine even living a few hundred miles away from my parents. There is no large industrial complex creating masses of useless food and recreational items. Food and livestock are grown and sold locally. People spend much more time reading and talking together face-to-face. Religion is taken seriously, and everyone can multiply and divide in their heads. Wow. What a different it's, world. Yeah. It's, it's kind of kind of becomes a weird libertarian paradise. So, real quick, I was going to... I looked up the year 2038 problem, and it's due to numbers being stored as 32-bit integers. Yes. And the number is interpreted as the number of seconds since January 1st, 1970. So, once you get to... 31407 on January 19th, it would fill up the binary code and it would have to start over. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, continue, please. And that is kind of one of the interesting bits is that the IBM 5100 computer did actually have this kind of emulation system in it and it was used to debug coding in Unix systems. And it was a thing that wasn't publicly known at the time that he started talking about this. Uh, And I'll get into that a little bit later. So basically, he claimed that CERN, uh, the people doing the uh, the particle acceleration experiments in Europe, discovered time travel in 2001 and started to create miniature singularities and figured out how to contain them in magnetic fields. He described his time machine as a stationary mass temporal displacement unit powered by two topspin dual positive singularities, which produce a standard offset Tipler sinusoid. He showed a lot of pictures of his technology and shared plans and even parts of the manual. He initially had this truck installed in the passenger seat of a Corvette, but eventually moved it into a four-wheel drive truck. And I have, I included a couple of pictures on that too. I saw that. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So he basically, he contradicts himself a little bit because he claims that the Everett Wheeler model of quantum physics, the also known as the many worlds interpretation, was correct. And that is... For the uninitiated, there are an infinite number of worlds built around an infinite number of possibilities and choices. So basically, 
there is a world where Dennis and I didn't start the podcast. There is a world where Dennis and I have done everything up until now, but just started the podcast a half hour later. And it, it goes on and on and on like that. Is there and, a world where like a lot more people listen to the podcast? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, sweet, sweet. So somewhere. Thank God. Somebody's really raking in the Casper mattress money right now. Oh, God damn it. And I, also that could potentially mean that there's a world where there's Christmas schools. Just putting that out there. So he claimed that he wasn't from our timeline. He was from a parallel timeline. And he didn't run any risk of causing a paradox, the grandfather paradox, as it's known as, where you go back in time and accidentally kill your grandfather, and then you create a paradox because you killed your grandfather and you couldn't exist without your grandfather, so so on and so forth. But he claims that there was no risk of that because he's not actually from his timeline. Like, he's not, he didn't go back to his timeline. So, which was a pretty convenient way to, to smooth over predictions that he makes that don't come true. Mm. So it's a, it's a very extensive story and it really caught on, you know, nerds on the internet kind of went nuts about it, got really excited. So, you know, some people did investigation. So he disappeared after 2001, I think nobody heard from him again. You know, other people have posted here and there as him, but they don't think it's really this, the person responsible for this. Some people have done investigations. Uh, There's a couple of websites and I think there was an Italian TV show that did some research onto it and no records have been found of a John Titer or a Titer family even. As I mentioned, uh, a lot of his statements have been contradictory at times. You know, initially early on, he claimed that he was sent back to change the timeline, but also later talks about the many worlds interpretation, making it impossible to change his own timeline. There's a photo that is pretty famous that he says is from his timeline of a laser beam being bent in the gravitational field around a time machine. But a lot of people have pointed out that it's clearly not true because the gravitational field would affect more than just the laser beam. It would affect all the light. So everything in the picture would be distorted and warped. But it's just this. Also, his knowledge of the IBM 5100's emulator was not publicly known at the time but it was generally understood within the computer industry. So people have known about it for many, many years. So a lot of people think that the guy who perpetrated this hoax was a person who worked in computer programming. Very clearly a very smart person. And I think in 2002 or 2003, they found that somebody had trademarked John Titer. They started a for-profit uh. corporation, you know, and nothing else was heard from since then. So this is a, a, a pretty popular theory on the internet. People are pretty into it. So there are people who explain the discrepancies because, you know, clearly CERN didn't figure out how to make miniature black holes in 2001. We haven't had a civil war yet, uh, at least not according to his timelines. Uh, so they say that these discrepancies are proof that he actually changed the timeline and it didn't happen. Other people say that he was actually leaving us coded hints in his predictions and that they're not meant to be taken literally. Hmm. Yeah. So that's John Titer. And just, nobody's heard from him since then. No one has heard from him since then. Mm. No. Eh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating phenomena on the inter- on the internet. Like this reminds me a lot, and I, I think there's a book uh, where someone basically narrowed down the top candidates for who they think could be behind the John Titer thing. You know, there's the the guy in Florida, the computer programmer, and his brother, who I think was like an entertainment lawyer. Uh, uh-huh. But what, one of the proposed theories, and I didn't read up much on this, but there's a guy named Joseph Metheny, who is the guy who created the Ong's Hat hoax, the, the kind of alternate reality game, which is one of my favorite things. And I would like to talk about that on a future episode where basically yeah, please. he went and started seeding the internet and, and chat forums and all kind of places with information about this group of hippie physicists who went to the Pine Barrens, New Jersey, and figured out how to open up portals to other worlds using orgone energy. And it's just, it's it's great. And he kept it going for a really long time until he finally came out and said, okay, guys, this is a thing that I made up. Mm. So there's some thought that he could be behind this, but, at, you know, he was open about the, the Ong's hat thing, so I don't see why he wouldn't claim this, you know? It, it's interesting, because this isn't dissimilar to the whole 
um, Mel's whole approach where it's like, I'm going to give you this juicy stuff to get you hooked. I'm going to come back a little later and give you some even even juicier nuggets, and then I'm going to totally disappear off the face of the earth. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very similar to Mel's Hole. And it's, you know, Hmm. again, full of all non-falsifiable information. And so people have really held on to it and are convinced that it's true because they want it to be true. Right. And I admit, it's it's a really fucking cool story. And it, it's it's got elements of, you know, like the Terminator and Back to the Future and stuff. And I, I really like these types of things that start in a non-fictional place and then take on a life of their own. Like, it's, it's I think one of the things I really like about paranormal stories and stuff, even though I don't believe in any of it at all, like, I'm fascinated by the way people take it, pick it up and run with it. And turn it into something else and so yeah that's john titer do you think we're ever going to uh actually discover time travel i don't know i think it was stephen hawking who said that one of the biggest signs that we haven't that we won't invent time travel in the future is that we haven't met a time traveler that's a good one makes a lot of sense although have you seen any of the the pictures on the internet where people like have a, a, a shot of a crowd from the 1930s and there's like a guy who's wearing like it looks like a track jacket and like a printed t-shirt and sunglasses he looks like he's from like our time things like that no. yeah, yeah there was the one where um they were like oh this woman's using a a cell a s- it was like the 80s and she's using a cell phone to take a picture and and people debunked it and said no there was this like Kodak camera that kind of looked similar to something at the time and yeah, yeah. And there was, uh, I think it was a Charlie Chaplin movie. Uh, a woman walks by. It looks like she's talking on a cell phone. She's holding a little handheld device, like about the size and shape of an iPhone, it looks like, to her ear. Mm. And that was interesting. But I, I read that at the time, there were actually devices made for people with hearing impairments that you could kind of stick it into your ear and it would make you hear a little bit better. So they're like, yeah, that's just what it was. But. Oh, uh, okay. This is all very cool stuff. It's anybody is interested, just look up John Titer and and follow it from there because it just goes into so many different areas. It's this is one of the things that's really plugged into the kind of weird paranormal internet zeitgeist for sure. It's funny how the internet keeps this stuff going because people just keep discovering it. Absolutely. I mean, this is a thing that I get obsessed with every few years. I think I first heard about it like eight or nine years ago. And every couple of years, I pick it back up. I'm like, oh, man, just think about it a lot. Hey, Josh. What? That's all the time we have for this call. (sighs) Goodbye, Dennis. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Friend Simulator. Send us an email at joshanddennis at gmail.com. That's Dennis with one N. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Friend Simulator. And thanks to Alan for the theme music. Listen to his podcast, Werewolf Ambulance, and Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Also, thanks to Justin for the artwork. See more of his stuff at burntobuild.com. That's all the time we have for this outro. Bye. Bye.